tired of feeling like you're spinning all the plates in your design business and at any moment they could all come crashing down? Are you feeling like you're so close to breaking through to the next level, but those consistent projects still aren't flowing your way? Are you ready to finally take your business from a hobby to 100K and beyond? Then welcome to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. I'm talking all the techniques you need in your design business to start paying yourself, get great clients, and finally break through that five-figure ceiling. So hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the podcast. I am kind of like fangirling over this uh, fun guest that we have, and you all are going to laugh. Um, I may have to do a side-by-side photo, but we'll get, to, we'll get into that in a minute. So she's already chuckling in the background. So let's just, uh, you know, without further ado, we're just going to do a little bit of background about our guest, Jen. And basically, here's, this is such the perfect bio, right? So if you could design a best friend who is equal parts motivational speaker, image consultant, and comedian, then you would have our guest, Jen Polk. With a 25-year background in sales, training, and coaching, and the last 10 years years spent as a beauty industry executive, Jen left corporate America at age 51 to pursue a new career as a confidence coach and image consultant for women over 40, which is awesome because that's probably a big part of the audience here. Jen saw a need for social media content that celebrated midlife, then embraced the joys and freedoms that come with aging and encouraged people to be bolder as they grow older. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Her platforms known as Making Up for Glossed Time have an international community over 120,000 people that follow her for messages of radical self-love her self-deprecating humor, and her BFF-like delivery. The ultimate hype woman, Jen's individuality, is her superpower, and she's on a mission to help you find yours. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you. It's so fun, and I know that um, so many people are going to feel your energy through the airwaves, so this is going to be super fun. So, I started following you on Instagram. I mean, it was probably at least a year ago, if maybe not longer. And some of the things that caught my attention is, well, first of all, we have a few things in common. We may have been separated at birth. If y'all see the pictures, it's like Longstown, but then I remembered it was you. No, you can't. No. The pompadour, just (laughs) solidarity. Yes. Women over 50 with a pompadour. That's us. So we're going to start a little support group. Um, And. So we have like the same hairstyle. We both come from Jersey and you don't say New Jersey, you say Jersey. Um, yeah, we're both over 50 and we both own a sequin jacket, if not more than one sequin jacket. So there's a few things that we have in common. So I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. Yes, this is going to be fun. So um One of the things and one of the reasons that I follow you on Instagram is that I find you to be a master at really building a community. And I always find that skill really fascinating. And I know a lot of our audience are really trying to build their following on Instagram. And the way that you connect with people is really incredible. So, you know, I've seen over the last 12 months some massive growth in your following. I mean, it's at least doubled, if not more. I think it's even more than doubled in the last 12 months. 12 months. And I believe that's really attributed 
to you like leaning into your personality and connecting with your audience. And so many designers that listen want to have those raving fans on Instagram. And so how did that come about for you? And and if you could tell us a little bit about what you learned, the good and the bad in that experience. Sure. Um, so, you know, the community for me, it all really started as a passion project. It was really a side gig that I was doing during lockdown as a creative outlet. I thought it would be a fun way to get some of the things out that I like to do, be creative, because my job, my corporate job had stopped really allowing my allowing me to be creative in a way that I wanted to. And when I started the community, and I would imagine, you know, your designers will feel the same way. I think there's a lot of comparison paralysis that happens. Oh, gosh, yes. Right? We start to look at other accounts. We look at other people's styles of doing things. We look at, you know, uh, we follow other people in our niche and what are they doing? And, oh, well, their stuff looks so much more professional than mine or this or that. And I got hung up on the, oh, I've got to have all the lights and the ring lights and the box lights and the fancy camera and the this and the that. And it, it got me in my head. And mm -hmm. I think your point, when I stopped getting in my head and I just started sharing authentically who I am and my approach to things, that's when I really saw exponential growth. When I stopped trying to be like everyone else, because we hear that all the time and it always sounds a little cliche and I even hate saying it out loud, like there's only one you, but you're bringing something, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing in your career, you're bringing something to the table that is different than everyone else. And sure, maybe your style is mid-mod, maybe your style is, you know, over the top glam, maybe whatever it is, you still are bringing your eye and your perspective and your ability to pull things together creatively. And that is different than everyone else. And this, it's a blessing and a curse, the social media thing, because Obviously, you want to follow accounts that are in your niche because that certainly helps you grow on Instagram. You know, it tells the algorithm who you are, what you're into. A damn but, algorithm. Yeah. Right. But, it, but at the same time, it can also doom you because you're also now comparing yourself to everybody else's photographs look so much better and the light, you know, all of the things. So to your point, I think it really was a realization that the community was there for me and I was forgetting that. And right. I was trying to really level up in certain ways. And I realized that some of the things that I was doing were the things that they loved the most. Like I had this thing on Saturdays called Live from the Lady Cave. And it's me sitting in front of my window in my bedroom with a laundry basket on the floor. And like, this is real life. Just having a conversation, doing my makeup while we talk and just having a conversation for an hour. And that thing, which was not highly produced, not slick editing. You know, when I'm done with it, I just post it. There's no fancy lighting. It's a, it's a window and my iPhone and a conversation that is completely unscripted, unedited. Those are the things that created the community. And people would come back. They're like, I set my alarm now for 11 a.m. on Saturdays because I want to talk to you and I want to see what you're doing. I want to ask you questions. And it, it was a realization for me that, ah, they're here for me. Right. Yes, we have good tips and tricks and I've got good content, but they're here for me and it's me that's the product. Yeah, and, and that's so it's so interesting too because, you know, you're an image consultant, right? You deal with how people look and things like that. And with the laundry basket in the background, I'm thinking to myself, and I'm sure all the designers are too, is because we think we have to be perfect and we think yeah. that everything has to look like, you know, no one lives there, right? 
And to your point, I think is what you're saying is that people want the real, they want the real, right? Yeah. They they want to see behind the scenes and they want to see what you really like and to know that you're human just like they are. I'm assuming that's the case, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it, you know, like anything, vulnerability breeds relationship. And if it's just all slick and glossy, it, there there isn't that feeling of connection to somebody. And I think it's been the moments when I have been vulnerable, the moments when I've not been perfect, the moments when I joke about how I jacked up my eyebrows in the 90s. You know, the, just all these stupid, you know, all the things that women are going through, menopause, you know, all these things that we're talking about in midlife. Right. The more I was honest about those things that they're really moments of insecurity, moments of failure, moments of overwhelm, moments, you know, we all are having those things. And I think I know the people that I follow, I follow for the same reasons. I follow them because it's not always perfect. I follow them because I think they're a real person and, and they're willing to show all those facets. And I think sometimes that's where we get hung up on social media is feeling like we've got to have this like final edit when sometimes they really just want to see the rough cut the background. Right. And um, there's so many things that I think are good there. And one of the things that you said, um, which I find is really helpful for me too, is I do better when I have an idea in my gut and I just record it and post it. I don't think about it. I don't script it. Um, and those are the things that get the best engagement. And I think yep. that's really in align with what you're saying is that we kind of overthink things and we again, try to polish them up instead of just letting our personalities come through and just talk the way we talk. Although I might have to dial it back a little bit because there might be a few bleep words in there, but um, <laughs> I'll let them fly too. You know what? Yeah. Most of my followers follow me because I swear. Yeah. Sometimes it comes out and you're just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. But I think that's to your point and to the audience out there, I think we should just mention that, you know, Record something and just talk like you would talk, you know, off the cuff, how yeah. you would do it, how you would talk to a client, how you would talk to a friend. Yeah. How would you explain what's happening here? And then just post it. And I bet you'll get some really incredible engagement on that. Oh, 100%. I, I can't say that enough. The authenticity piece is so important because I have friends that I follow and their content when they're creating just their off the cuff stuff is great. And then as soon as they do something branded, it sounds like an HSN show. Yeah. yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't sound like their voice anymore. It doesn't sound like who they are. It doesn't sound it just it turns into holy oh, it's home shopping voice. And here's this product and this is and I'm like that's not how you talk. Right. So I think there's this thing always of we feel like maybe we have to turn on a different voice to be seen as perfect. You can be professional. You can be respected. You can be all of those things and be highly authentic. And yes. that's the sweet spot is when you can combine those two things. I swear, I'm a swearer. And most of my community was built around one viral video where I said the F word in the video and everyone's like, yes, and, and followed me. And sure, other people dropped off because they're not into swearing and they're just fine. They're not my people. You're not right. going to make everybody happy, but it's that thing of the more authentic you are, the more people are going to want to be a part of what you're doing. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, one of the other things I wanted to touch on, which is um, in terms of making content, like people think that they're 
lives are boring or that nobody cares. And I think that you can create content around small things, which I believe yes. is, is what you do. So maybe you could speak a little bit to, you know, to that. Like, how do you pull out those little things that you can talk about content wise? You know, I think sometimes we get into that mindset of like, it's got to be the big reveal. Right. You know, I think, I think, you know, for your designers, it's how do you, how do you style a bed so that it looks cute? Like with pillows, accessories, but like that could just be one piece of content as opposed to the whole bedroom styled, you know, how to style an end table, how to style an entryway table, you know, those little tweaks of, and just, you know, how to create an interesting, you know, shelving display, you know, those are things that people don't really know how to do. And it could be just something simple, like here it is blank. And here's, here we're going to take these six things and we're going to arrange them in a, in a unique way that's eye catching. It doesn't have to be the big freaking reveal, the makeup and the shoes and the outfit and the this and the that. It could just be a micro lesson right. on one aspect of the overall design. I think sometimes we get into that, like it's got to be this big, huge, and I get stuck on that all the time. I'm like, I could just do a freaking reel about eyeliner. And, you know, and you should. Right. I don't have to do a whole entire makeup lesson. I could just teach an eyeliner trick. I could right. do a whole bunch of mini lessons on just different eyeliner tricks. And uh, you get in your head like it's got to be the whole face tutorial. So I think it's the same thing for all of you in your community. It's how do I take some of these details that people don't, it doesn't come to them naturally. I'm one of those people that doesn't come to me naturally. I open up design books and I, and I copy and I cheat. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I do it. Right. So I think it's those little things of, of how can I chunk this down into little morsels as opposed to giving them the whole meal at once and then feeling like you spent hours creating one piece of content and it goes up there and then you go, oh, when half the time it's these little 30 second drop ins that people are like, oh, I love that. And they save it and they send it to a friend and because they, they stay to watch the whole darn thing. Yeah. And I think making micro content is uh, such, it's so much, it takes the pressure off, right? Because we only have yeah. to do focus on one tiny, tiny little thing. And we can talk for 15 seconds or more as, you know, designers could probably talk for hours just about, you know, counter edges and why there's different ones and why you should do one or the other. So, I mean, there's, there's like certain things that we can talk about that no one else is really talking about. And to your point, um, I think to rise above the noise Everyone is talking about the big full room reveal, right? Instead of the micro details, which definitely in the interior design industry, designers are always touting how these little tiny details all add up 100%. to a beautiful space or to a space that really functions. Like one you're not, you know, hitting your hip on or one that, you know, allows you to move around a room better or one that puts... um something in a different place in your home because it's so much more convenient there. Like there's so, so many little things that we can yeah. talk about. Um, so definitely, I think coming up with micro content is brilliant, is a brilliant idea. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think there's all, like to your point, there's all those little pieces that combine like functional design versus aesthetic design. Like there's that, you know, a, a great place to put your mail and your keys when you walk in the door and it's right there, drop, you know, and how do we make that a beautiful space? And just those little things that you could be doing um, and just little tweaks. I mean, I think the micro content to your point, it does take the pressure off and I'm still learning that lesson. I get hung up in my head of like, I've got to have this old big 15 minute thing. And half the time it's these little 30 minute quick and dirty video or 30 second videos that people are like, Oh, I love that. 
and they save it and send it to a friend. And all of a sudden you've got yourself something that went viral that you weren't expecting. Yeah, of course. That's the thing. Does it would something we don't expect are the ones that go viral. So always. So I know you've talked a lot about confidence in um, in your content and, you know, it comes in ways and you've even had some conversations about your own confidence waning and, um, you know, times when you feel like you're sort of top on top of the world and other times not so much. So um, I, I in, in the questions I sent you, which I think is kind of funny, is sometimes we feel like the shit and sometimes we feel like shit. Like shit. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, those it ebbs and flows. So, you know, what kind of advice do you have for the audience to ride these ups and downs of confidence, especially online? Yeah, I think it's a few things. Um, remember, you have a community of people that are following you for a reason. I mean, there have been times when I have, especially in the beginning, when I was spending tons of time filming things and I had 500 people following me and I'm going, God, I'm doing a lot of work for 500 people. Right. And I remember this conversation I had with this, another creator, she had reached out to me. She's like, I love what you're doing for women over 50. And do you want to come on live with me and talk about it? I'm like, yeah, sure. I said, but listen, I'm no expert. I've got 600 people on my Instagram. It's not like I'm some big influencer. She said, yeah, but you have 600 people that are following you. And it was just such a note. Like it was such yeah. a, uh, duh. You know? Yeah, put 600 people in a room and you're like, holy crap, I have to talk in front of 600 people, right? Exactly. And, yeah. you know, when you have 10, you would dream of 500. And when you have 500, you're already, you keep moving the finish line. And I went, right. yeah. It was just such a an aha moment. Sometimes we don't realize that where we're at is where someone else is trying to get to. And when she said that, it was such a good reminder that, yeah, I might not have 10,000 people, but I still have 600 people that chose to follow me because they saw something interesting in what I was doing. And I need to create for them. I think we get hung up online about creating for the people we don't have. Right. And I, ha I constantly remind myself I have to create for the people that I do have. And so I'm constantly bringing myself back to what will they want to see? What do they like that I do? What, how do I serve the community that I've got? That's how you get raving fans, because when you start thinking about who you don't have and trying to sell to them or pitch to them or attract them, you, you take away your efforts from the people that are already there going, we love you. Right. So now don't I don't forget about us. Right. Yeah. It's like, let's like take care of our customers who are sort of paying us now, like, you know, instead of the, the futures. Absolutely. Right? It's, you know, work your base. I mean, you've got a base full of customers and get referrals from them. And so. I think that piece was really important to remember that I still have a whole bunch of people who are waiting to see what I do next. That's always helpful. But I think the confidence piece also comes in with just reminding yourself how far you've come. You know, yeah. I think I think we sometimes we like to my point, you keep moving the finish line, right? Right. You keep looking ahead, right? Right. And you're yeah. never the moment. Yeah. It, yeah, totally. It, you don't really marinate in that sauce for a little bit. Like, hey, marinate in the sauce. There is a Jersey reference right there. Let's talk subs next. Okay. Subs versus hoagies, right? Okay. Yeah. All of you, please. Marinate the confidence sauce a little bit. Yeah. I think so. And I've done this exercise with people that I've coached before. I'm like, I want you to write down all of the accomplishments that you've had. Like the big things that you've done to get you to this point, whether it's personally or professionally, because Sometimes we need to take a success inventory yes, and remind ourselves like, hey, I, was, I wasn't always at 
place. And I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that. And that's how I got here. And yeah, maybe I don't feel great here, but shit, look at all the stuff I did to get here. Right. I have to remember that I, I am really powerful and I have done some really great things. And sometimes you just need to be reminded. And then sometimes you just call your best friend and you need her to tell you that she's, you know, that, she that you're still you're a badass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're the coolest person ever. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, I know you're also a believer in wearing um, what you wear is like a total authentic expression of your individuality and that there's no expiration date on when you can step into that. So many designers out there have interior design as a second career. So there's a lot of reinvention going on. And um, I think that what you're wearing can really be an outward expression of your brand. And I think we can step oh, yeah. into that so much more. So let's talk about <clears throat> what you wear um, in terms of how it can enhance your brand. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think sometimes people forget that piece. You know, it goes to all aspects and it's part of some coaching I'm going to be doing with some clients is just around that social media image piece and around building community. You know, listen, if, you're, if your aesthetic is minimalist design, showing up in an outfit that reflects that design ties you to that to that aesthetic. Right. 100%. You know, if, if, you're, if you're out there trying to, you know, tell people that, hey, ignore all of that and don't listen to those voices. You're not too old to do this, too old to do that, but you're afraid to walk out the door in anything but jeans and a t-shirt. Those things don't align. So I think sometimes people forget that your personal and professional image and how you show up can automatically give someone your, your business card before you do. If someone walks in and they have a very minimalist aesthetic and it's very crisp and very, you know, pared down, I'm, I'm already going to think about their design aesthetic. I'm already, I already have. You're judging them, but in a good way, right? Like, I think that that's such an important way to make such an impression that actually cements everything almost in a 3D, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's your calling card. Your image is your calling card. The business card you hand to them afterwards is just a reminder of how to get in touch with you. But your business card is basically how you show up. And if you're, you're trying to tell people, yeah, I do really colorful design. It's very playful and it's this and it's that, but you walk around in all black. That's not going to, that's not going to, that's not going to give them a visual image of connecting those two aesthetics together. Right. And so if I see someone walk through the door and they're all colorful and, and fabulous, and then they tell me that they talk to people about confidence, I'm like, well, of course you do. <laughs> and like you walked in like like a technicolor billboard yeah, yeah i'm going to believe that you talk to people about confidence because you're confident enough to walk into a room full of people dressed in you know rainbow colors like of course that makes sense to me so i think thinking about that how your even your, your website colors that you choose i mean i went through all of that stuff just recently as i'm designing my website I, you know sure there are those beautiful professional soft blush tones but that's not me I, you know, I'm always talking about bold and hyper colors and neons and sequins. And I'm like, I need to see some of that reflected in my branding because it ties to what I do. Yeah. And I think that's so important is that is to, is to make sure that we're, we're an extension of our brand. Like we are the brand, right? Many, so many designers are in their very own business with just maybe less than five people. And so yeah. if you can really create that powerful image 
when you're out and about. I think that's so incredibly important. So I love that. And I love sort of dressing as your brand. I think it's um, absolutely brilliant. So I just want to thank you so much um, for being here. Is there anything else you want to talk to our audience about? First of all, we want to tell everybody where you can find your new bestie, Jen. So (laughs) why don't you tell people where they can, where they can find you? Sure, sure. You can find me on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. My handle is making up for glossed time, like lip gloss, glossed time. And soon there will be glossedworld.com, which is my website that will launch in the next month or so. And that will be a whole blog, but also ways to contact me for coaching. I'm doing image coaching and branding coaching and helping people with confidence, but also helping people, you know, clean up their closet and put outfits together. And we're having a lot of fun around all things creative. So, yes, I'm so excited. So y'all need to go find Jen um, making up for gloss time on all the channels that she loves so much. Jen, thank you so much for your time, for your expertise, for, you know, accepting my invite to be on the show. Of course, I had to. So much fun having you here. And um, we can't wait to all start following you. So thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Pam. It's been a real joy to be here with you. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. If you're ready to make six figures in your interior design business, then check out my Design Business Bootcamp. Our next session starts soon. So let's get you to six figures, stat.